Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to First Draft. We call it First Draft because the authors that wrote this bullshit didn't put any effort in, so why should we? (laughs) 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 We're doing a new segment today. We're calling it First Draft Filler, where we talk about exactly jack and shit we talked about last time. (laughs) Because we just felt like talking about something else this time. So if you were wondering how was Red going to get out of getting fucked by a rabid wolfman, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you now, she won't. But, <laughs> but we're not talking about that today. Like Rex, tell them what we're talking about today. We are talking about a fan fiction of Avatar: The Last Airbender called "The Legend of Abilie." Abilie. Abilie. Like just. <laughs> we're not going to talk. About at all. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just airing that right <laughs> Shit, my Discord is going off. I need to turn this shit down. Uh, we can't hear it, or at least I can't. Okay. Now, this was made by an artist, Marcus Williams. He goes by Marcus the Visual often on, on a social media. Tumblr and Twitters and Instagrams. He also has his own website, MarcusTheVisual.com, if it decides to work when you visit it. And we're going to be reading his blog post about his fan fiction for Avatar The Last Airbender. And just because we're good sports, even though, I mean, well, I'll tell you this, though. His artwork is not bad. The artwork is good. It's just... If only writing, writing of, if only the story's writing was as good as his artwork. But just to be a good sport, uh, we'll see about uh we can can't can't we plug his stuff in the description of the podcast? I don't want to, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a lot of link work that I'd have to do. But okay, I guess we can. Eh, eh, fuck it, we'll think of something. I mean, we're fucking ripping off his work. Might as well. Yeah, might as well, just, just to be a good sport about it. Okay. By the way, this is like a very patchwork pieces of writing he has. He has a lot of character descriptions, and then at the end of all the character descriptions, he has the actual fan fiction story that of what he's made so far. We're going to be trying to read all of that in this one upload so i should probably start reading you think we can do all that in an hour (laughs) probably not that's with us ripping on this shit filler part two (laughs) (laughs) fuck it we can like if we can't get through it all today we'll make it a filler art fuck it (laughs) okay character description abelie the earthbender All right, so he's an earthbender. That's accurate, you know, because Korra was a waterbender, so the next Avatar will be an earthbender. But uh, I'm, I just want to preface this so no one gets lost. We're not calling him Abio. <laughs> I mean, eventually we won't. So it's okay. We'll start off calling him, that, but at some point, we like he and I have an inside joke on this, and we kind of don't want to leave you guys out of the loop, so so you won't be confused. All right. 
Avatar, The Legend of Abuye. This is a Persoan, P-E-R-S-O-A-N, fanfic. <laughs> Come on, this is the first thing you wrote. We're it's not the even thing. through the first sentence. <laughs> It is the first sentence of the we're, real story. Saying, we're, not, we're not even through the first sentence, dude. You don't look at your own website? Oh my god. Okay. Whatever. That takes place 100 years after the events of The Legend of Korra. So already he's just not original <laughs> with the origin. Synopsis. A hundred years have passed since Avatar Korra from the lush jungle lands of a hidden continent yet to be documented on any <laughs> known maps. What? What? A hidden continent that no one knows about for 10,000 years. I'm going to call bullshit on that, but even if by some miracle, let's say that, <laughs> let's say that did happen. Dude, when you see how this is set up, it makes Dude. you wonder how can any, how could anyone have not have come this time? And it's there's a whole this, there's, continent. It's not like an island. Continent. Not only that. Not only that. But it's like a melting pot of different of different cultures here. So how is all this shit here? But no one else, But no one discovered it either. Or that. Or no one <laughs> decided. That it was worth documenting ever. Everyone just knows where it is, not what it is. Or the reverse of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hidden continent yet to be documented on any known maps comes rumors of a powerful young earthbender named Abioye. He lives his life on the run as he is a coveted prize of the ruling earthbending king that resides over the lands for his unprecedented... Wait, what? Oh, okay. Punctuation errors. Okay, he lives his life on the run as he is a coveted prize of the ruling earthbending king that that resides over the lands for his unprecedented ability to bend gold. Why run... From a life, it's just metal bending. (laughs) Right. Why run from a life of luxury and riches for all your days? You ask. Because if you're a prize of the king, you're not really given that. You're just a fucking prisoner. So what? Are you gonna throw this fucker in a dungeon? I mean, until he needs him, until he needs him to bend some fucking gold. Do the thing that everyone should already be able to do. Exactly. Do the thing that. That any skilled earthbender should already be able gold to do. Bending. And uh, it's gold. Gold is soft as shit, so that should make it even easier to work with. Abuye dreams of traveling the world and using his gifts to bring fortune to downtrodden lands under oppression from selfish and greedy rulers. That's fortune. inflation. I know, right? That's going to fucking in every. You do that, every, you do that everyone is worse off because every one of those gold pieces is worth that much less now. It isn't long before his abilities become famous among his neighboring lands, and he is tested by random lost sailors from a distant waterbender tribe. 
So from the fucking South Pole or North Pole, <laughs> they decided to not list this random ass or, continent. Or or where or wherever the swamp benders are from, because they're still water benders. Wait, wasn't that in the Earth Kingdom? Uh yeah, kinda. But like they don't go anywhere, they stay in the swamp. But point is point is waterbenders seem to not be native to this land at all. So if they're here, how in the fuck has this continent gone undocumented? <laughs> and um, I should mention, this entire story and all the characters you see is supposed to be like an homage to African heritage and all that. It's supposed to be like a colored version. Uh, that sounds rude, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a black version of the Avatar story. So... How is no one immediately informed that this is a brand new continent? They have not seen a single black person in this whole series. Yeah, that that is true because the darkest thing no, they've seen is the, the darkest Earth. thing there were the were the waterbenders, and they were like Inuit. Yeah, yeah, they were like Inuit. So like, no, they there are like no black people in Avatar. Everyone's Asian in some way. There's literally no way nobody has written because, about this. Because what, like the Earth Kingdom is China, the Fire Nation is Japan. I get like the, I guess the the Air Nomads are like, what, like from Nepal, Tibet, Tibet, Nepal, Tibet, <laughs> Tibet. Yeah, and the Water Tribe is Inuit. So like, no, there's like no Africans anywhere here. So. <laughs> Like this is literally. I'm pretty sure that was an entire continent at this site, right? So if there was an entire continent just, just, just covered with these diff- with these people that no one has ever seen before, how is it, it just gone completely <laughs> undocumented? And all this time, and all the time that's passed between like Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, how has no one ever come across this land that just? And like, and then when we get into it, this con- the way this continent is described, it seems to be quite large. So there's no way anyone could just have not seen this. Tested by random lost soldiers from a distant waterbender tribe and is told that he is the next incarnation of the Avatar. What the fuck? <laughs> So random lost sailors just have avatar testing shit. I mean, like, it's only a candle in rocks and water, but why would they even why would they even fucking begin to like suspect him? How the fuck would they even be able to test that? The only ability notable at least for him to test is his gold bending, and they would just force. They would fucking. They would force. And even then, and even then, like flame. gold bending, gold bending wouldn't even be a dead giveaway because basically any fucking earthbender worth his salt right. would There's be able to do this. There, this is a hundred years after lava bending. Right, like ni- like niggas have been throwing lava for a century up until fucking, now. With lava bending, you can just make diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need this dude. But I, this continent isn't aware of that. But, you know, 
this story sucks and we need conflict some way. So, so he's the next incarnation of the Avatar. As this amazing news spreads, the king, already in hot pursuit of him, decides to spare no expense on a on a full on on a full on countrywide manhunt to capture and own Abelier for himself. Yeah, I don't think that life of luxury is going to happen since he already considers him an object. (laughs) So for the people at home, could you spell Abioye for me? Oh, it's (laughs) A-B-I-O-Y-E. Yes, Abioye. Now equipped with the proper incentive, Abioye happily begins his journey to other unknown lands with a greedy king on his heels. So fucking happy, dude. The king is after me. This is awesome. This is great, bro. End of character description. Now we're going into what he's worked out with how gold bending works in the series. I guess. It's a very short paragraph. Gold bending. The gold that adorns his wrist and clothing are not just for show. So there's fake gold? <laughs> Why would... Okay, but like, if it's fake... If there is fake gold, how, who, <laughs> who's to say there's any merit to his gold bending? Good point. That's a very fair point. It is Abelier's constant reusable ammunition as he travels from adventure to adventure, similar to the metal benders of legend. Of legend? Of legend? What the fuck happened to the metal benders? (laughs) Metal benders exist. Metal benders. They've existed here. Even though. Well, then again, okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean they're not around anymore. Like, there could just be legendary uh, metal benders that are talked about in stories. Well, the thing is, metal bending since Toph became normal. Yeah, because there's like an entire police force based around metal bending. Right. So that literally only means it's a matter of discovery and knowing you could do it for metal and, bending to and happen. This takes- and this takes place a hundred years after Legend of Korra. Well, let's just say that in those hundred years, this thing is this continent is still undiscovered. They but, still knew about metal benders. So why are they not able to do it? It, it is a birth thing, but it's like not, it's, it's just, a comic just, birth thing. Like it's just you it's, you don't need to be born with the ability to earth bend. Like, earthbending is literally just a matter of you practicing. Because, yeah, like, because not every earthbender can just metal bend right out the gate. It's something, it's a technique that has to be learned. It is, yeah, but it's still a matter of knowing it's possible. Yeah, yeah, it, to that, do it. And true. these it's people just know it's doable. possible. So, why, why is it only legend? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't make sense. I, 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 guess, I guess the metal benders of their legend. I guess maybe. they don't have metal. <laughs> Jesus, Marcus, not very high opinion. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I should watch. I shouldn't <laughs> make that joke. 
Okay. Similar to the metal benders of legend, he can instantly mold he gold into any shape. He gold. <laughs> he gold. His gold. gold. No, not the he. He gold. He gold. Oh, I thought he put <laughs> emphasis on the no. <laughs> He gold into any shape or construct he needs. The most notable difference between the two types of metal is the pure worth of gold in nearly all economies that Abiolia travels to. So this sentence right here just said that it's the exact same as metal bending. Because the only difference is the value of the metal that he's bending. <laughs> so literally go to the mainland known continents and get any metal bender you want. <laughs> but, you know, they, they might risk discovery. <laughs> risk it? They Who might cares? risk discovery. <laughs> Who cares? Like to be like to be honest, dude. I said that as a joke, but as I said that, I was like, then again, this continent has gone undiscovered for an impossibly long amount of time. So at this point, who fucking cares? <laughs> there's nothing of value here. That exactly, as far as anyone is concerned, there's nothing here, or at least anything of value here. So who fucking cares? He can either choose to be inconspicuous. By hiding his gold and walking among common folk as a peasant, or carefully slice thin pieces off of it to live a comfort, to live in comfort with all the amenities of a prince. So, so, basically, just, so basically, the avatar wherever he goes, if he needs if he needs a little extra, a few extra gold pieces, he can legit just make counterfeit, just just make counterfeit gold pieces. Just just it's make not counterfeit though. It's real. Yeah, it's real gold, but like, should it really be recognized as like real money? Because he just made this. I mean, in the currency of gold coins, there's because, no real way because, besides because, think, because he could be like, oh, I want to buy at a store. He could be at a merchant shop. He's like, oh, I want to buy this. Then they're just like, oh, sorry, son, you don't have enough gold pieces here. He's like, one second. All right, how about now? <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still gold. It's still worth gold. Not really counterfeit. Gold pieces is a currency, though. Yeah, it's yeah. Gold pieces as a currency function so on the fact so that nigga, it's real just, gold. Not you that tell me marked. this nigga wouldn't get arrested. That's what you're telling me. No, he won't, because it's real gold. If he did fake gold, then maybe if they could uh, find cool. out. Nah, this nigga counterfeiting money. I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I stand by that. I stand by it because it's funnier that way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We've reached the end of the gold bending explanation. So from that, it's literally metal bending and not a rarity at all. Just just go to the real if, if avatar anything, area in any if, earth bending area. If anything, if the qualities of the metal have anything to do with how easy it is to bend, then gold bending should be easy as shit. That should be easier <laughs> to bend that should be easier to bend than like iron because it's soft as fuck. I don't think it's toughness. It's like purity of it that matters. Abiolie and his zebra lion, Imari. Zebra lion. <laughs> yeah, zebra lion. Even though in the art, it's a zebra tiger. 
Yeah, that's not what not that is looking like, my guy. <laughs> Where is the main? <laughs> there is no main. Just zebra fur and lion build or a tiger build. Doesn't it? Doesn't it also have antlers too? Antlers. <laughs> the fuck zebra has antlers. I don't know. Is it zebra or zebra? It's a zebra. Because Trevor Noah said it was zebra, and he's South African. Well, I maybe trust. in South Africa, in the African areas, they call it zebras. So, okay, like this is a little off topic, but it is about zebras. Uh, okay, so is a zebra white with black stripes or black with white stripes? It's black with white. Okay, good. Because my dad told me about that. He's like, because the zebra, I was like, why? Because the zebra's nose is black, he said. That's not, no. Tiger's That's what nose he is said. black. He said, he said because the zebra's nose is black. That doesn't. That's not how that works. Well, you tell me how it works. <laughs> it's different like, skin. What? It's a different like area of skin. It's not going to be the same color as their natural body. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You know what? We're, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a fucking... We're in the middle of a fucking... <laughs> 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 he couldn't think of me. He's like, Just... you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to have one podcast... Or like. <laughs> One moment every podcast, I just disrespect you completely. <laughs> just, just disrespect you for some reason or another. Abelier and his zebra lion, Imari, are rarely ever Imari. seen without one another. Highly protective of the young earthbender, the beast guards over the teen like it would its own cub. Unfortunately, due to its beautiful coat and persistent poaching, this magnificent creature is one of only a handful left alive. Is zebra coat, is zebra pelt worth anything? I honestly don't. I mean, you know what? I got my PC up. I can Google it. <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot more scarce if it was worth anything. Since all the poachers going after lions, real lions. Come on, you piece of shit. Walmart piece of shit. <laughs> Legend tells of ancient zebra lions bending earth with their mighty roars and powerful paws in their elder years. Okay. All right. That's that's cool. What Has the it had their own culture? What? <laughs> I, was ser- I was searching. I was about to search on Google, are zebra pelts highly sought after? And one of the results came up. It said, like, are zebra mussels edible? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's meat. It's meat. <laughs> like, it's still here. Are zebra mussels edible? I'm like, what the fuck? What? Probably tastes what Probably taste great since they are vegetarians. Not vegetarians. Abelie considers Imari a brother and will risk his life to protect him. Okay, zebra. Pe- Google says zebra pelts are now very popular. People from oh, all man. over the world are buying these rugs because of because of the sheer beauty and value they come with. Zebras are animals of the jungle, such as yeah, we know, nigga. I, all I wanted to know was the pelts worth anything. They're not animals of jungles. <laughs> They're air, they're animals of prairies. Yeah, like, says, I'm reading what it says. 
Zebras are animals of the jungle. Dumbass. They bring the jungle aura into the room you are seated. Put a fucking zebra in a jungle, it'll die in 45 minutes. Who the fuck just dropped a zebra into the fucking jungle? (laughs) Who the fuck just tranquilized the zebra, threw that bitch in the back of a truck, drove that nigga to the middle of a damn jungle and just left his ass? <laughs> Whatever. Avioli considers Imari a brother and will risk his life to protect him. End of Imari the Zebra Lion's character description. Now we have met the first human uh, companion of the Avatar team in this story Fun Mileo the Airbender. That's oh my fun. fucking oh my fucking god, dude! Why, bro, bro, bro? I'm sorry to yeah. cut you off, but zebra pelt rugs are fucking expensive. What <laughs> the fuck? Is it like because this people like there? You know the section in Google that's labeled "People also ask." Yeah, there's one. The first one is how much is zebra hide worth? So the list you hit the you hit the little drop down. And the listing says genuine zebra rug skin, non felt. So it's it's real. It's not felt. That's just colored like like zebra pattern. Okay. Uh, price one thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Holy shit! For what? <laughs> per like pound of it? I don't know. It that's what just it for one coat. It, no, it, no, no, no. This is this is a rug. It's already it's already been made into a rug. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. Hey Jesus, fuck! <laughs> People want zebra rugs that bad. <laughs> All right, Funmaleo, the Airbender. Yeah, like, F- let, let's, get, let's get to the Airbender. Fuck these zebras. I'm just making sure because I heard in the other podcast that talking at the same time makes my audio mess up. So I want to yeah. make sure you're not talking while I spell the name. Sorry for repeating. All, right, All you listen. Spell that name. F U N M I L A Y O. Funmileo, that's how I'm going to read it. It might not be right. Is the daughter of a famous farmer who made himself a country-wide hero by single-handedly redirecting a fearsome tornado with his powerful airbending that threatened their village. Well, that threatened their village years before she was born. Living in the deep shadow of her father's legend, it's not really a legend. He did it. <laughs> and he's still alive. It's just a story. Like, it's a feat, not a legend. It wasn't long before. Eh. I guess it doesn't, well, I, it doesn't I, I guess I guess it could. I guess it could technically become a legend once he once he passes away. It doesn't really matter. Just semantics. It, yeah, I'm say, it's, it's honestly just semantics. It wasn't long before she began to take notice of the trend from her townsfolk having never-ending expectations on her and her abilities as an airbender. With the stress of it all... Wait. With the stress of it all became unbearable. With the stress yeah. of it all became unbearable? Oh, wait. What, no. be- what became no. unbearable? That, no, 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 no. That's, that's my fault. I was when the stress of it all when? became unbearable. Okay. Sorry, when? Marcus. Botching up your story. I know, right? Damn, Marcus, he ain't <laughs> looking fucked up. <laughs> When the stress of it all became unbearable, on her 17th birthday, 
She made up her mind to run away to find a new life where no one knew of her history and begin her own path and hopefully create her own legend. To her dismay, however, her father's legend was so far reaching, she was quickly identified by at least a handful of villagers in virtually every town she attempted to settle in. I mean, it's a countrywide legend. You have to leave the country. Right, yeah, you would just completely have to leave this entire however, uncharted continent. This airbender country is. Okay, Who so me? Hold, hold on. Huh. So she's an airbender, right? Yeah, she's an airbender. Okay, so you remember how in Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang, there was only one airbender left? Yeah. And then in Korra, there was this whole bullshit where like this what 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 do they call it? That the thing, it was some kind of process where like people just awakened as vendors, and then there were just yeah, random airbenders. Because because Korra beat Unavatu, the spirit released airbending to random people in the world, and now there's like a bunch of airbenders in that part. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That that had that had better be what happened. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Because. Okay, so what I'm saying is, if this if this continent that they're on is completely uncharted, just undiscovered, yeah, if, uh, and there are airbenders here, the reason mm-hmm. I say that better be what happened is because how is this continent still uncharted? If if that wasn't the case, because those earth because those there's new airbenders would have to have had settled there over over the course of those last hundred years. No. What do you mean, no? Well, airbenders in the real story were just nomads by themselves. They could have stumbled upon this continent and then, then drive it there. It would be undiscovered, now would it? It would only be no. It's undocumented. Hold on, let me go back. Let's see. Duh, blah blah blah. Undoc yet to be documented, not undiscovered. Fine. They no one just wrote about it for some reason. <laughs> But yeah, my like, point was my point was it wouldn't make sense for that. To it be makes the case. sense. It, it works still from here. Fine. It works All still. Right, Marcus. All right, Marcus, I'll give you that. one. I mean, it, it's it's very lucky that it works still. I guarantee that he did not think of it like this. But <laughs> the air nomads could have just settled here and then thrived for however long they did. Now, <clears throat> where am I? I scrolled up. Where am I? Funmi began to doubt if she would ever be free of the pressure of her father's legacy. How would she? How would they know who she is? They just know her dad. <laughs> like, what, what the heck? Hey, bitch, do you do you, do you just, do you you just, just point out, out like, oh yeah, that's my dad? Like, I'm sorry, really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Great, <laughs> like, exact. That's a fair point. They don't know who you are. Just your dad. So do you just freak out at the mere mention of your dad? Right. I mean, like, it's just expectation. There's no trauma with it. No reason why you should be so, like, you shouldn't be so upset at the mention of it. So how are they finding out <laughs> that you're his daughter? Are you unless telling you just, them? Unless you just straight up tell them, bitch. Didn't we have a joke that she became a hooker in all these settlements? 
I I I vaguely remember something. <laughs> I do kind of remember that. God. <laughs> or, ironically, through her father's rigorous airbending training exercises over the years. How is that ironic? Never mind. I read ahead. <laughs> ironically. Through her father's rigorous airbending training exercises over the years, Funmi unexpectedly unlocked a unique style of airbending that focused on massive amounts of crushing pressure. Now, how is that ironic? <laughs> this lesson is to make you a great airbender. I, do, I cannot believe how you became a great airbender. I don't <laughs> understand it. Like, <laughs> there's nothing ironic of this. If anything, this is like the best thing to come from it. Not an ironic result. This is like the goal. <laughs> Her skills are tested when she stumbles upon a fleeing avioli. <laughs> 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 okay. Fleeing. <laughs> uh, <please. laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh man! Fleeing at you, <laughs> caught in a heated battle with bounty hunters attempting to capture him, she doesn't hesitate to come to Abioye's aid using her violent winds, and the two became fast friends and com comrades. All right, I think it's about time they hear the joke. <laughs> okay, so uh. Let's flashback. Who remembers early 2018? I have no idea where this is going. Ugandan Knuckles, dumbass. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to remember a shitty meme from two I years from meme. three I don't years care ago. What says. I love that meme. Fuck off. Anyways. But, uh, let's flashback to 2018, early 2018. When people got on VR chat and all they heard was, do you know do we? <laughs> so we're going back to that time. A few months later, you know, when the meme was basically dead at that point. Uh, uh, I don't, what, was it Devil Artemis that made that up or was it just a rant or was it just some rando and he just took the joke? What? The Ely. I don't know. Because, cause, you know, Devil Artemis, he, he did his uh, Perfect Cell series, Perfect Cell Versus, mm -hmm. and then like, it was Perfect Cell Versus Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> and so Ugandan Knuckles introduces himself to Cell as Ely, like Click Ely. <laughs> <laughs> and so long story short, basically we kind of took that name Ely and just ran with it, and we call Abioye Ely. <laughs> Because it's because, a know, lot like, easier to say. <laughs> it's a that it's a lot easier to say, and and because you know <laughs> this continent they're on is themed is you know is, is themed after Africa. So I was just thinking Uganda, Africa. His name is Eli now. Yes, <laughs> her skills are tested when she stumbles upon a fleeing Eli. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. It's just when it's said like that, it's it's definitely funnier. It sounds a lot like you know, racial slurs. It sounds like a racial slur, top. but that's what that's what makes it funny. <laughs> a fleeing Ely. Oh my god. Fast friends and comrades. End of character description for Funamileo. Well, we made pretty good time. About no, we are not halfway through. Never mind. <laughs> we are about one third. Shit. <laughs> Here we meet the Zuko. I'm assuming the Zuko of this would be story. Balogun the Firebender. Balogun the Firebender. Okay, yeah. (laughs) My bad. I read the title for this section, and then in the actual character description, he just says the title again, and then says the name again. So it's a lot of Balogans. Balogans. (laughs) (laughs) Balogans. Balogun... The Firebender. Balogun has led a volatile life that hit that has hardened and tempered him to the ways of the world. Abducted as a child and separated from his parents in an invading neighboring country, his young years were nearly unbearable, forced to join a violent fender fender <laughs> firebending gang. <laughs> <laughs> The Fender Gang. <laughs> Firebending gang as a teen. He was trained to be ruthless and cold. His skills as a firebender excelled him quickly through the ranks of the gang, and he was soon made to be an influential leader by the time he was 18. Many of the gang members consider his power as a, fi- as a firebender. I'm going to be saying that a lot. As a firebender, unparalleled due to his unique ability to plasma bend. What? Jesus Christ. Jesus. Fuck. God damn, Marcus. Plasma bending. Holy plasma shit. Plasma bend. Jesus shit, dude. <laughs> Just fucking air lava. Literally. <laughs> Holy fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Isn't plasma bending... This motherfucker's throwing whole ass plasma at you. Literal stars. Fucking stars. How was everyone in the immediate area just not dead, including him? Right. (laughs) Fucking fingertips burned away. As a rite of passage... Isn't rite of of passage supposed to be R-I-T-E? Yes. Okay. It's a right, like it's spelled right because it's supposed to be like a ritual. Okay, so opposed to a left of passage. As yes. a right of passage <laughs> to the high inner circle of the ruthless game. Wait, 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 wait. Is that how he wrote it? As a right art? Yes. The direction. Oh, fuck. Marcus. Come on, Marcus. Marcus. As a rite of passage into the higher, into the high inner circle of the ruthless gang, leaders must hunt down and capture a powerful airbender. What the fuck? 
a gross tradition Why? spawned. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A gross tradition spawned from the ancient tales of Avatar Aang and Prince Zuko. Uh, why does this continent know about that? And why is this gang so... <laughs> how did it? How did they know about this? Right. You live on an un, you live on an undocumented continent. How do you know about <laughs> any of this? <laughs> why? Why would this gang be so enamored with this tale of Prince Zuko going after Avatar Aang? I don't understand. <laughs> was, what's going on here? Like, if they hear tales of that, this is obviously, this is clearly past the point where Prince Zuko is now the Fire Lord. So this tale is going to be looked on with, with like, don't do this. This was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, a youthful mistake because he wanted <laughs> his father's his, love back. His honor. <laughs> Look, I think I see your honor. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Bro, I think the that 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 that's hands down the best episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender. The propaganda episode. Yeah, that is hands down the best episode. Eh. Oh fucking tough! <laughs> but I don't see like you do. I release a sonic wave from my. <laughs> He fucking screams at him. You motherfucker just screams at him like, there. Got a pretty good look at you. <laughs> Played with this beefy dude. <laughs> like, don't you love how everyone is completely disgusted at their depictions except Toph? Right. <laughs> Toph is just like, kick ass. <laughs> but I still... So... Some random soldier got lost. So I keep saying soldier. Sailor got lost again, stumbled upon this giant ass continent, and then told the tale of Prince Zuko and Avatar Aang to just these like of all the things to tell them, he would tell them this. And then they would be influenced by it to do it more. This just doesn't hold up <laughs> at all. If, any, if anything, this would be this would be told as a precautionary tale. Right. Don't do this. Exactly. This is something you don't. It would, it would have just been better to have it be a continent original thing that just so happened to be what Prince Zuko did. Right. That's whatever. Fair. And it says gross tradition. So. So clearly, it's not it's not smiled upon. Yeah. It's just the idiots at the gang thought, yeah, this will this will be good. So yeah, you know the we thing should you do were told not to do. Yeah, we should do it. Well, uh, it's a violent gang. I guess they want to be looked down upon. Oh my fuck these niggas! True. The captured Airbender would usually be imprisoned and tortured for a time until the leaders are satisfied. Ugh. Why? <laughs> why? Why? And at that point, why an airbender? Why not just anyone? Anybody, really? You sick fuckers don't seem to care. <laughs> if you just want to torture someone till you're satisfied, like, uh, 
With his task firmly set in his mind, Balogun began to began his hunt by combing village after village, observing local fighting rings and processing rumors about all airbenders in the area. As fate would have it, he stumbled upon a village that had a tale of a legendary airbender who single-handedly redirected a deadly tornado. It was Funmi's father. Yeah, we got it. We understand that it's Funmi's father. You don't have to Just forego any kind of storytelling and just tell us. Just (laughs) out in the open. It was Funmi's father. (laughs) Eventually, like, he, he... This is a country wide tale. They should know exactly what village it is. No. Eh. Well yeah, it's a recent it's a recent legend. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be first hand knowledge at least of where it is and who did it. <laughs> oh look at this. Balogun. Except this time with two L's. L L O G U N. This time, dude. What what is it with (laughs) name consistencies? Why do they not have anything at all? (laughs) Don't bring it up. Don't don't say it's a spoiler. But (laughs) I wasn't. Okay, good. I'm just making sure for the Red Riding fans, quote unquote. We don't want to ruin it for you here. Anyways, Belogun quickly located the man, but was sorely disappointed to find that he was a shadow of who he once was. In his current state, old and decrepit, fucking Funmi's 17. When did this dude have kids? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> old and decrepit, you fucking bitches at 68, dude? What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> he couldn't you return stuff, bro. with such a weak example. I mean, it's the dude of legend. It doesn't matter. He's a, He has a literal legend after him. Of course he's gonna age. Before leaving the town in a local pub, he overhears rumors of the daughter of the old legend has begun carving her own tales of magnificent airbending with her new pressure bending style. An evil grin crawls upon Belogan's face. Belogan with one L. It's in the what same paragraph. What? Nick, how the he fuck spelled it twice the- different in the same paragraph. And the first, the first, <laughs> the first time the name is said in the paragraph. It's the first word. How did you manage to do this, Marcus? As he finishes, an evil grin crawls across Belogan's face as he finishes his drink and sets off to find Funmileo, the airbender. End of character description for Belogan, the fender. <laughs> so this is Belogan, not Belogan. <laughs> it's B A L O G U N. So it's blowgun. They just put an A in it. Yeah, I don't get why they named the firebender blowgun. That seems more <laughs> of an airbender 
Right. Yeah. That's more of a, like, blowguns work with air, so why'd you call the fire? <laughs> and besides, plasma bending is gas-based. Is It's it's gas. It's, it's heated up gas. Yeah. So that should be like a mixed style for airbenders and firebenders. That'd Fair be point. cool. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Just have two different benders doing the same thing in a fight. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I, don't I mean, think we'll have enough time since we only have about 12 minutes. I guess I can go over. Yeah, we can go over. So, this next character is Albino. (laughs) I don't know why I'm bringing attention to this, because you're only listening. What a way to start that up. (laughs) But we have M-A-J-I I guess it's Magi. But it could be Magi. It might be. It might be Magi. But we have Magi the Waterbender. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Magi was raised in a waterbending tribe. Not raised. Raise. All right. <clears throat> it's the first three words. Dude, come on. Only, it only takes proofreading just once. <clears throat> Magi was raised in a waterbending tribe high in the mountains where ice and snow are a mainstay. Uh, maybe not snow. Because if it's high in the mountains, then all that wind would blow the snow off. Oh, whatever. Generations <laughs> ago... The ruling monarchy of the surrounding lands ordered that a waterbending tribe be set in the snow-capped mountains to regulate pure water flow to the kingdom's lands to maintain possible drought conditions. Since then, her tribe has known no other home as they are, in essence, forced to remain in the mountain. They're not in essence forced. They they're are not, forced. There is no in essence. This is literally them being forced to stay in the mountain. Forced to remain in the mountain. There, there, there's no <laughs> essence of anything here. That's just what it is. He ordered them to be set there. <laughs> they are forced. It well, Why waterbenders? Why not firebenders? Yeah, to melt the ice. But no, no, no. Because I'm pretty sure this is the same earthbending king. So there's no, I guess there's no ease of access for firebenders here, but somehow ease of access for waterbenders that there's a whole tribe there and they for, they somehow forced them to, um, I guess earth, earth beats water. I think that's how it works. <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. Oh shit. It feels good to stretch. What? At a very young age, Magi exhibited waterbending skill and control well beyond her years. So, just everyone's a fucking prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) If everyone's special, whatever the fuck. I mean, these people are 14, 17, 18, making brand new styles never seen before. On this completely undocumented continent. 
I mean, yes, Toph single-handedly found metal bending, but she's the only one aside from a single other person in the in the real lore <laughs> to be that fucking miraculous. <laughs> but no, we got we got them all here and they're all in the main cast. Uh, well beyond her years and was quickly deemed a bending prodigy, there we go, and genius by her tribe leaders. She began transcribing waterbending philosophy at eight. So, oh my god. What? Philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> Ways at of life as a waterbender. At eight years old, at the tender okay. age of eight. What does skill and control have to do? <laughs> and besides, no matter how genius you are, you're eight. What new knowledge can you come up with? <laughs> the best what you can get is that you can fully master what, ha- what has been decided and known. You can't make new shit. You're eight. You have no, <laughs> you have no world experience to make this. <laughs> Philosophy. Make new shit. You're eight. <laughs> <laughs> and was soon the star talent of her tribe. It was on her 11th year that she discovered steam bending. Steam bending isn't new. What the fuck? No. What? It's just, it's fucking Katara did it in her fog spirit thing. <laughs> when she pretended to be the white lady, it's just fog. It still Cora did it. Cora, <laughs> Cora, Cora did, did it. it. In the she fucking, fucking sucks. <laughs> exactly. Cora did it. She steamed hot air in a pipe at the non-bender rally. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not new. It's a natural thing for waterbenders. Even in the 10,000 years that this place was unknown, they're going to find it on their own. <laughs> Fucking 11 years old. I invented steam bending. God damn it, Marcus. <laughs> Come on, Marcus. <laughs> We're plugging your shit, and you can't write a good story. <laughs> You're making us look bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're making him look bad. All this shit we're giving him. Yeah, look, on her 11th year, she discovered steam bending, which was all but unheard of until this point, as traditional use only leans towards ice and cold water manipulation. How? What? No, they live in the they live high in the mountains. I guess it's normal to not see hot water or something. Fucking, but. No, because they're going to need fires and all that to keep warm and cook their food. You're going to see steam from boiling water. You're going to see it. It's going <laughs> to enter your mind like, oh, what if I do this with my water bending? Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, man. The discovery meant that if taught to other water benders in the surrounding areas, New forms of water regulation and purification could be implemented throughout the lands, and her people can finally be set free of her con- of their contract. So they signed a contract to do you this. 
You you they signed up for this. Are you fucking? Are you, you fucking stupid? <laughs> contract. This is voluntary. But you volunteer unless this dude literally gave you an offer you couldn't refuse. Right. You Would signed you- up for this. <laughs> Let alone how this steam bending isn't going to change shit at all. How is this steam bending going to change anything? Good it, question. <laughs> it, it won't. It's still, you're still going to need the waterbenders there in the mountains, quote unquote, for a draft, for a drought. It's not going to change anything. There's, no, <laughs> there's nothing new brought about <laughs> with steam to, to get rid of the worry of drought. <laughs> and even then, it's only during a drought that you're needed. Why not just put them there whenever you have a drought? You don't need them to stay there. <laughs> you can make them a fucking elite group and have them that want is, to like, serve you. That ass just, why do they need to be there all the time? <laughs> you admit that it was only for drought precautions. <clears throat> Okay, uh, then if, if a drought ever kicks off, then yeah, just send them send up. Those fuckers back up there. And besides, you only need a, only need a few, hot, don't you? right? Just take earthbenders to chip away the ice and bring the ice back down. Yeah, it'll melt itself. And uh, that, that'll take a lot of work. Yeah, that would take a lot of work. <laughs> but we're almost at time. I guess I'll finish this last section and then we'll save the next bit for the next filler episode. With this goal in hand, in hand, in mind, in mind, bitch. With this goal in hand, Magi is sent with a ranking leader from her tribe to negotiate new terms with the residing king. I'm gonna be real with you. The king does not give a fuck how high rank this leader is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of like he's the little prisoners. You are free-range prisoners. That's a hint. <clears throat> Unfortunately, her hopes were quickly crushed upon her first... Okay, read that poorly. Unfortunately, her hopes were quickly crushed upon her first few minutes of meeting with the, with the king, who was terribly self-absorbed and greedy and greed-ridden. You don't say. The king who's... Who literally hunting down imp- the avatar for petty ass gold bending is greedy. Right. You're a king. You already have riches. You don't need Nigga, more. What, what do you need more for? It's it'll only hinder you with inflation. Cause if you wanted to make yourself more gold, for like that's not gonna be any real benefit to you. You're already king. You're the richest person. <laughs> You know, Magi- it's almost, like, it's almost mm-hmm. like this story wasn't very really well thought out. Uh, it's almost like he only did this as a one-time thing and wanted credit for it <laughs> and not con- and didn't continue it since. Because this is like years old. And this dude did not make another <laughs> addition to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Magi's pleas 
pleas. It was only, it's only one plea. Set my people free. You don't. It's not multiple pleas. Whatever. Magi's pleas fell upon unconcerned ears before being dismissed entirely. Outraged by the encounter, Magi's emotions flared as she was determined to insert her goal to In, insert her goal. Uh, assert her goal. Her goal <clears throat> to set her people free. She seared the hands of the king using her steam bending. The king, besides himself, in utter fury, <laughs> besides himself, besides I don't, I do not know I, what this begins to, <laughs> to, to mean. The f- he, besides himself, who else is there but what? What do you mean <laughs> There's besides <a> himself? <laughs> Yes, we know he meant beside himself, but we're just I, taking that was real. What, even, what does that mean? Just, beside himself? Yeah. What does that you mean? Never, you never heard that expression? No, I haven't. Is that like like excuses himself or something? No. Besides himself? I don't understand. <clears throat> but okay, I guess the, I'll chalk that up to my ignorance rather than his Marcus's the king besides himself in utter fury besides told, himself it, well it's defined as overcome with worry or anger distraught all right well Marcus was, you got besi- one on me no he still said it wrong he besides oh. himself no all it's, right, well, beside. You Marcus. it's like singular beside <laughs> there's no s well, there is an S, but no second S on besides. All right. Well, you got something I didn't know, but you messed it up. Partial credit. <laughs> you never heard the expression. He was. I haven't. Himself. Really? Let's finish this up. We're over time. Even though it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> Calls for the destruction of her village and the imprisonment of her entire tribe. She's they're already imprisoned. They can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> what more imprisonment is going to do? Right, good point. Her entire tribe, along with Magi herself. I mean, like you're not inside a prison. You're just forced to stay in this mountain. <laughs> Disgusted with the situation, Magi and her tribesmen narrowly escape the kingdom and must now ready themselves for war with the tyrant. You escaped. Why not do that before? <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're on a mountaintop. Go on the other side of the mountain. <laughs> you have a literal entire mountain <laughs> to keep them from finding you for like the first week. Just leave the first week. I mean, they'll find they'll find out eventually. Is, 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 that, is that the end of the section? At the end of this paragraph. Oh. With the impossible odds stacked against her people, Magi is desperate to find a solution when she randomly comes across a wanted poster sent out by the king himself for the capture of the new avatar. Elay. <laughs> uh, 
her excuse me her mind whirls to concoct a strategy that aligns herself with Elay to fight off their new common enemy. And it's not that hard. Just hey, I hate the king too. Can you help us? There's no real strategy with this. Her hopes her hope it her hopes is that she can offer her water bending knowledge to the Avatar before he learns it elsewhere in exchange for his help in defending her people. They set off to hunt down this new avatar with newfound hope. You don't gotta say with newfound hope. It is her hope. You said it before. The, it's kind of her only hope. <laughs> but where else is he gonna learn it? You're apparently the only tribe there to the point where he, the king imprisoned you to make sure you wouldn't leave him high and dry, literally. <laughs> Quite literally. But, well, wouldn't it be low well, and dry considering they're not there, you know, the waterbenders are on the mountain. Yeah, they're leaving them high and he's going to be dry. Huh? okay, that works. <laughs> but where else is he going to learn it? There's no established society of waterbenders. This it's a where, tribe. Well, where where else is he going to learn? Where is where else is he going to learn? What waterbending? He, he can leave the continent. I mean, or he could just be like Korra and just be good at everything. He discovered. Hold on, no, no. This is an adventurous avatar, right? Yes. And he was he was found by lost sailors that told him he's the avatar. So wouldn't he? by nature, want to see this new world that no one that he knows has seen before? Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Well, I figured we might as well end this podcast submission here. We're now halfway through, just about. Oh, and uh, should, should, we mention, should we mention the unofficial hmm. version of this? I wanted that to be a surprise for when we're done. But, yeah. We, we, we are done. No, I mean done with reading the the real one. Well, fine. We, but fine. We'll do that. In, the, one, in this filler series, once we're done with the official blog post by Marcus Williams, the visual, we're going to be reading, I think it's also by him, but just before or it's just by a fan of this completely. But we're going to be reading a fan fan fiction on Wattpad oh, under God. the same name. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a lot worse than this. A yeah, lot. It is. And you know, he's not exaggerating. When I tell you <laughs> it is way worse, it is far worse. Like, you will actively be begging to come back to this version. <laughs> but that's not to say that this version's bad. I want it to be good. And I hope like the new attention we could give this convinces Marcus to continue this story and perhaps work on it. It probably because I'm <laughs> interested in where he wants to take this. But just right now it's not the best. Oh, I, I mean I am, but for a different reason. I kind of just want to laugh at this shit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we will link 
a couple of his social medias in the description of this episode. I mean, but it's, that'll it's be the for this. finished up. Got what we wanted to read. I'd like to thank you guys for listening this far. Is there anything you want to say, Theo? Hmm. All right. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> yep. You can go. No, I can't. No, I can't think of anything. No. Shit. I was gonna. I was. Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna try to find like a funny segue out, <laughs> but I couldn't fucking think. I couldn't fucking think of anything. <laughs> All right. That's gonna be into this episode of First Draft Filler. Thanks for joining us, folks. Thank you for we joining. Really, we really appreciate it. We will see you. Shut up, Alexa. We will see you, <laughs> we will see you next time. Alexa is not a real person, to be clear. We're not me. But we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, everyone. <laughs>